Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me either with a question or a comment, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, today we are looking at the fifth book of the Bible, Deuteronomy. The name comes from the Greek, deuteros, which means second, like duo means two, and nomos means law. This is the second time the law has been given because this is the second generation of Israel, and they are about to enter into the promised land. Verse 1 says, These are the words which Moses spoke unto all Israel on this side, meaning the east side, of the Jordan River in the wilderness in the plain over against the Red Sea, between Paran, Tophel, Laban, Hazareth, and Dozahab. It is interesting that it does not mention Jericho on the west side of the river like it did many times in Numbers. In verse 3, we get what year it is, the 40th year, 11th month, first day. And Moses spoke to the children of Israel. Now, as a reminder, Deuteronomy is the fifth book of the Pentateuch, which means five scrolls or five books. It can also be called the law or Torah or Torah, which means law in Hebrew. And these books are also called the books of Moses because it was Moses who wrote them. And Jesus said that in a couple of places in the New Testament. But one of those places is John 7 verses 21 through 23. At the end of Deuteronomy, Moses died and the writing continues. So there are two main views on this. The first is that God revealed to Moses and Moses wrote what God told him to write. And the second is that Joshua finished the book after Moses had died. I am good with either one of those two views. So with the five books of the Pentateuch, we have Genesis, which means beginning. And here we have the creation of the world, first humans, male and female, made in the image of God, the first sin which separates us from God, the second attempt with Noah and the flood, which had the same outcome of sin. Then through Noah's three sons, we have Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And through them, we get the beginning of three nations. Through the line of Shem, which is where we get the word Semitic, comes the first patriarch, which is Abraham. Abraham then has Isaac. Isaac has Jacob, whom God changes his name to Israel. Israel has 12 sons, which become the 12 tribes of Israel. One of the sons, Joseph, due to jealousy of his brothers, they sold him into slavery, which brought him to Egypt, which God used to reveal a severe famine that was going to be coming into the land. And God, through Joseph, saved many men. This brought Israel and his sons to Egypt. They stayed a long time, and then there was a Pharaoh that arose that did not remember Joseph, and he enslaved the Israelites. They therefore cried out to God, and now we have the book of Exodus. God, through Moses, enables the Israelites to exit Egypt. This leads us to Leviticus, which emphasizes worship and atonement, and which is led through the Levites, which is where it gets its name. 
the Levites, which were the priests, and Aaron was the high priest, who was also the brother of Moses. Then in Numbers, we see two census take place. The first was with the children of Israel. They leave Egypt. And then there's basically 38 years of wandering in the wilderness, which was silent in this book. Then the second census comes with the new generation as they prepare to enter the promised land. The first generation saw the giants in the land and the walled cities. And even though it had great food, they feared the people and refused to enter into the promised land. Instead, they had to wander in the wilderness until that first generation died off. Now we are in Deuteronomy, and Deuteronomy is Moses' final plea to the Israelites to walk with God and to obey the laws which God had set in place. So before we take a look at Deuteronomy chapters 1 through 4, let us sing our song about the books of Moses. Mm, let us sing the books of Moses, of Moses, of Moses. Let us sing the books of Moses, for he wrote the law. First Genesis, second Exodus, third Leviticus, fourth Numbers, and the fifth is Deuteronomy, the last of them all. Now, starting with verse 4 of chapter 1, Moses reminds this second generation of all that God has done. He also points out that God has kept his promise to make them as numerous as the stars of heaven. God promises to Abraham in Genesis 15 verses 5 and 6, which is the verse that Abraham believed the Lord and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Moses then said there were so many Israelites that he needed help and so God provided other men from each tribe as leaders and God brought forth judges to help keep order. Moses then continues with the story of how the first generation did not believe and they had to wander for 40 years. One year for each day the 12 spies checked out the land. There were two that were faithful, Caleb and Joshua, and they will enter into the promised land with the second generation. Moses continues the story, and God says it's time to head north to the promised land. They were not to harm Esau's clan and land, because God promised it to him. They also were not to harm or take the land of the Moabites, because this land was from the descendants of Lot. And this shows us that God is faithful in keeping of his word. The end of chapter 2 and the beginning of chapter 3 reminds them that God was with them in taking the land of Sion, king of Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan. Verse 25 of chapter 2 says, This day will I begin to put the dread of thee and the fear of thee upon the nations that are under the whole heaven. Whoever hears of this report shall tremble and be in anguish because of thee. We will see that this takes place as we enter into the book of Joshua next week. Well, the story continues with Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh who dwell in the land on the east side of the Jordan because that land was good for raising cattle. And these men promised to fight with the rest of Israel on the west of the Jordan until the Lord had given them rest. And then they also promised to not take any of the goods from the west side of the river since their inheritance was going to be on the east side of the river. 
Verse 21 and 22 of chapter 3 says, And I commanded Joshua at the time, saying, Your eyes have seen all that the Lord your God has done unto these two kings. So shall the Lord do unto all the kingdoms where you pass. You shall not fear them, for the Lord your God, he will fight for you. Ladies, whatever situation you are in, if you look to God, he will fight for you. Seek his face and his wisdom. Moses continues and tells the people he is not allowed to enter into the promised land because of sin, but God has selected Joshua for the new journey ahead. Moses was allowed to go to the top of Mount Pisgah and look at all the land before he died. Moses then urges obedience to this new generation. In chapter 4, verse 1, he encourages them to listen to the judgments of God and to do them. Because when we do, when we obey, we have life. And this is not eternal life, but abundant life. We get God's blessings when we obey him. As Dr. Betts, my Old Testament professor, said, the Israelites never spoke negatively about the law. They had a God who spoke to them and showed them his ways. They did not have to guess who their God was. And Moses stressed that they were not to add to these laws or take away from them. In verse 6, we see that following God's laws brings wisdom and understanding, and even in the sight of the nations. In other words, other people will be able to tell how wise and understanding the Israelites are because they follow God's ways. The Israelites were to take heed and keep their souls diligent and remember what they had seen, and they are to teach it to their children. They were not to make graven images or worship other gods because as in verse 20, he says, but the Lord has taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt to be to God, a people of inheritance as you are this day. Moses reminds the people that the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Then in verses 25 through 28, Moses tells this second generation that they too will fall like the first generation and that they will be taken over by other kingdoms. But then verse 29 says, but, but if you shall seek the Lord thy God, you will find him. If, if you seek him with all of your heart and all of your soul. If they turn to him in tribulation, and if they are obedient to God's voice, he will not forsake them or destroy them or forget his covenant with their fathers, because the Lord thy God is merciful. The Old Testament God is not just a God of vengeance. Quite opposite. He is merciful. And remember from the other Old Testament books, God knows we're going to mess up. So he makes a way for us to find redemption. He makes a way for us to find atonement through his laws. Moses then reminds the second generation of God's powerful acts to Israel. And in verse 37, it says, And because he loved your fathers, and because God loved your fathers. This is one difference in Deuteronomy. God declares his why. Why did he do all this? 
because he loved them. This Hebrew word for love means to have affection for. Up to this time, we went to the New Testament, especially in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But here we see it in Deuteronomy that God loves his people. Then Moses explains the cities of refuge on the east side. There are three. He then introduces the Ten Commandments, which start us with chapter 5 for tomorrow's lesson. So ladies, what are some takeaways from this passage? When we obey God's laws, it brings life. It brings blessing. Number two, we need to be very careful about adding or subtracting from the laws of God. The New Testament says that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting, and training in righteousness to make a person thoroughly equipped for the Lord's work. That's found in 2 Timothy. They were talking about the Old Testament scriptures. The Old Testament is also valuable for us in knowing who God is and his laws reflect who he is. And therefore, we are to be like him. So we should not add to his laws or take away from his laws, but we are to obey his laws. Number three, we see that God is merciful. And no matter what situation we find ourselves in, if we turn to God with all of our hearts and souls, we will find him. Four, we are to teach our kids of the amazing things which God has done for us. And five, we are to remember what God has done. You know, ladies, when I am in a dark place with little hope, I remember, I choose to remember how God has taken care of me in the past. Like, for instance, how he healed my son of epilepsy. But even with small things, like when I know that he has talked to me and given me direction, But even here, let me share this little bitty insignificant thing, but it meant the world to me. One time we were having a ladies tea at our church and I was hoping to find a matching teapot to go with my sugar and creamer set that a previous deacon's wife had given me. They're the old fashioned blue ones. Well, I didn't have a lot of time and I was looking, I could always use just some plain old teapot, but I walked into Catholic Charities And lo and behold, there it was on the first shelf that I saw. And all I could do was praise the Lord. I just felt like God was with me on that day because he knew what I wanted and needed. And he provided the perfect thing. And all I could do, ladies, was praise the Lord and thank him for loving me. God loves you, ladies. He loves you. No matter what you've done, because one of the things we see in the Old Testament is everybody sins. Everybody messes up. There is no one perfect, no, not one. Not even Moses, who was amazing. And God makes a way because he loves you. Ladies, God cares about the little and the big things in our life. God is merciful. And even if you are in a mess right now, And maybe it's because of sin. Maybe it's because of sin of other people. He says that if you come to him with all your heart and all your soul, you will find him. And as we learned before, our God 
will fight for us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We get atonement through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ as he died on the cross for us. God made a way for us to approach his throne. So ladies, if you hear his voice today, don't harden your hearts like the first generation of Israel. But let's be women who obey and take the land that is before us and overcome like the second generation will do. Thanks for listening and until next time.